and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread moving into the month of October, if you can believe it, with week number five of the National Football League card, week number six in college football. And, Victor, you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun, and we're having fun this football season. We certainly are, Mark. It looks like uh, you did a good job closing out the month of September. I see Mark Lawrence's service went 4-1 and one against the spread with football plays over the weekend. Of course, the Chiefs and the Packers in the NFL, the five-star game of the month on the Washington Huskies, who barely got under the number and uh, covered that spread as well. So in terms of ending September, well played, Mark. And also, I noticed the totals tip sheet had a nice week last week. Looks like beginning to round into form as well. We'll talk about those totals and how they lit up the scoreboard last week. A little bit of a reversal as far as over-under totals go. We'll get in that segment in just a moment or so. And Victor, you mentioned about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. It was quite a parlay, if you will, for the city of Kansas City, given Monday night's Kansas City Chiefs victory, Tuesday night's Kansas City Royals playoff win last week. I guess everybody in Kansas City is really walking around quite proud these days. And deservedly so. Their first uh, playoff appearance in, what, over 30 years for the Royals? A very exciting Monday night game. They could have cashed it in when they were down 7-3, to three, but uh, they came all the way back to winning to 12 innings, I believe, by a score of 9-8. to eight. Yeah, quite a baseball game. It was really, really good, not only for the Kansas City standpoint, but from fans watching the baseball game. There was a lot of ebbs and flows in that contest, and it looks like it could be the precursor to a really exciting Major League Baseball playoff this month of October. And speaking about the month of October, Victor, we're now into, as I mentioned, week number six in college football. And finally, and I say finally, we're getting into marquee football games. We're, get, we're getting rid of a lot of these FCS mismatches, if you will. And it looks like there's quite a showdown on tap in the Southeast Conference this Saturday. Quite a few marquee games, if you will. Yes, I see you changed the title in the Playbook uh, newsletter as well. SEC Showdown Saturday is here, and they'll be definitely taking center stage. In fact, one can basically argue that the top three games this Saturday in college football are all in the SEC Conference. I think you can maybe make a little bit of a case for the Thursday night game with an undefeated Oregon team taking on an undefeated Arizona team. And maybe the uh, Notre Dame-Stanford game with Notre Dame coming in with a 4-0 record and Stanford 3-1. and But aside from that, it's all about the SEC. That is for sure. And we, uh, we'll talk about one of those games in our college football segment, Mark. But we touched on this a little bit last week. And uh, as we mentioned, this is as big of a Saturday in the state of Mississippi in college football as there ever has been with, of course, Mississippi State at 12 noon Eastern, uh, a 4-0 Mississippi State team, I might add, taking on Texas A&M, who is also 4-0, thanks to that thrilling overtime victory last week for them. And then at 3.30 in the afternoon, you got Ole Miss, again, an undefeated Ole Miss team at 4-0, hosting 4-0 Alabama as well. So it is all about the SEC. As we touched on last week, the SEC West Division, 28-3 and straight up right now on the season. They've covered the spread 67%, 20-10, and 1 ATS. 
So it's going to be a fantastic weekend in Southeastern Conference territory. Victor, you mentioned that doubleheader in the Mississippi's playing this Saturday, and it kind of reminds me, just a little throwback, I'll throw this in here. One of the best football weekends I ever had as a fan was when I attended an doubleheader in the state of Tennessee. It was Alabama playing Vanderbilt at 12 noon Eastern, and then at night we drove from uh, Knoxville to Nashville and watch Georgia take on Tennessee in a day-night doubleheader. And I just wonder if there's many people in the state of Mississippi that, uh, I don't know the proximity between Oxford and uh, uh, Mississippi State, but the bottom line here is quite a doubleheader on tap for everybody inside the state of Mississippi this weekend. You know, I guess there's a lot of respect being given out here to the Mississippis this week, given the fact that uh, this line in the Alabama game might be one of the lowest ever in the series. In fact, I'm sure it is in a game played uh, in Oxford, and also the line at Mississippi State, where they've now gone to the favorite against Texas A&M. I think the odds makers are giving Mississippis all their due this football season. And let me ask you this, Victor: Do you think it's warranted? Are these Mississippis as good as they appear to be on paper? It looks like it. You know, we're getting to the time in the SEC conference where they all start eating each other up. And yes, there's 14 undefeated teams right now in the top 25 of the AP rankings. And you're going to see some people with zeros in that loss column. Uh, this week, uh, they're going to be start. Uh, we're going to add a little one to that column as well. The interesting thing about the Alabama game is they opened up as a four and a half point road favorite against Mississippi, and I'm seeing it has gone up uh, significantly, anywhere from six and a half to seven points. So it looks like early action coming in on Alabama. Uh, once it once that line gets over a touchdown, you definitely want to think about grabbing the points with uh, Mississippi at home. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's going to be quite a bit of value, I think, for Southeast Conference underdog lovers this week. And we haven't even touched, Victor, on the fact there's a pretty big game in the Big Ten Conference this week. Uh, the only undefeated team in the Big Ten, Nebraska, takes on Michigan State for bragging rights inside the Big Ten Conference. And I think for all intents and purposes, I think you could say the winner of this football game looks to be the team to beat in the Big Ten this year. You got that right, definitely, Mark. Yeah, Ohio State may be knocking a little bit on the door, but they still have a lot of work to do and to make up. So nonetheless, the bottom line here, when you look at the schedule this week, a lot of great football on tap in the world of college football. Moving on now to the National Football League side of things, and speaking about undefeateds, there are two undefeated football teams remaining in the NFL as we enter into week number five, those being the Arizona Cardinals and the Cincinnati Bengals, with Philadelphia being taken down at San Francisco last week. But Victor, I think the big story last week in the National Football league might have been uh, the, uh, the success of favorites and the overs, if you will, a kind of a little bit of reversal of fortune, if you will, of what it's been so far in the National Football League. If you would, for our listeners out there, review what happened to the bookmakers with regards to overs and favorites in the NFL last week. I'll be interesting, uh, interested to get uh, Dave Tully's uh, feedback on how the books did overall in the NFL. After all, it was the first losing week for underdogs in the NFL. They went 6-7 and seven last week against the spread. But with that said, heading into the night games, those underdogs were 4-7 and seven ATS. And a couple of... Uh, home underdog winners brought home the bacon, not just from an ATS perspective, but straight up outright wins with Dallas, the home underdog, beating up on the Saints and Kansas City, the home underdog on Monday night, beating up on the New England Patriots. A couple of surprising results as well. And you mentioned overs, and it was a big over week in the NFL of the 13 games that were played last week. 
10 of those games did end up going over the total. The average line was about 46 points in the NFL. Average total points scored was a, a very high, 52.1. So the average game went over by almost a uh, full touchdown. And where we're at in the season in regards to NFL over-under results, uh, 33 and 28 overall. That's 33 overs, 28 unders. And we're starting to see a little bit of a spark in terms of overs in these non-conference games. That's the issue that we touched on for much of last season. And it was right around this time last year where the non-conference games started just breaking out and going over the total uh, on a regular basis. They have now gone, after going one and three in week one, that's one over three unders in NFL non-conference games, they've now gone 10 and five over under in the last three weeks of the NFL, 67% over the total. And we've got uh, three of those games this week as well. So we'll see what happens this week off off that very, very big, overwhelming week last weekend. Could this be the turn, Victor, of those uh, non-conference AFC-NFC games, as, as you say? They sputtered early on, but it looks like they had a good week last week. I know Victor will keep a pulse on just that particular situation inside the weekly's totals tip sheet, which you can download now on the website at playbook.com. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to tear down our college football game of the week, a dandy inside the Southeast Conference, a game we haven't talked about. That's LSU taking on Auburn, a battle of the Tigers in our college football game of the week. That's to come with more right around the corner here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Don't get fooled by a shady handicapper that claims he wins 80% of the time. Get a documented handicapper. Sportswatch Monitor is your home for documented sports picks you can trust. Our collection of handicappers is the finest in the industry, and you can have the confidence every monitored selection has been documented and verified. The Sportswatch Monitor is a non-biased handicapper monitoring service for all major sports. So uncover that shady handicapper by looking first on the Sportswatch. If he isn't there, he probably isn't straight up with you. Go with a reputable handicapper to assist you in building your bankroll. Go to sportswatchmonitor.com and review our top five for football and start winning. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this week's college football card. With that, our college football game of the week takes place inside the SEC, the Southeast Conference. When Auburn plays host to LSU, Victor, quite a showdown game on tap this week in a battle of the Tigers. In terms of the over-under line, it opened at 56 points. It's crept up a half a point, Mark. When I looked this morning, it was 56 and a half points. If you do like this game over the total, uh, like I do slightly right now, you're going to definitely want to get in as soon as possible as it looks like the line will rise throughout the rest of the week. The series is a slightly lower scoring series, four and six over under in the last 10 meetings between these two teams. Average line 45.4, average score 38.2. So the average LSU-Auburn game has gone under by about a touchdown. And in fact, in the last five meetings in Auburn, there's been only one over and four unders. On the season, uh, both teams come in with uh, pretty good over characteristics. The host Auburn Tigers already 3-1 and one over under this year. They went over by a point last week in that big home win against uh, Louisiana Tech. 
On the flip side, the LSU Tigers are three and two over under on the season. Uh, they've gone a perfect one and zero in their conference games, as they did go over the total against Mississippi State by 15 points. And, of course, they went over last week in that non-conference game against New Mexico State by two touchdowns as well. Now, for LSU, of course, Brandon Harris, the freshman, will be making his first career start for LSU. You know, he came off the bench last week after sophomore quarterback Anthony Jennings had three first-quarter turnovers in that game against New Mexico State. And, of course, the uh, chance of the LSU student section uh, they were heard when uh, Les Miles finally uh, inserted uh, Brandon Harris in that game. And once he was playing under center, that Tiger offense seemed to revitalize itself, if you will. They scored on seven straight possessions. They looked radically different than with Jennings at the helm. Now, granted, yeah, they uh, were basically playing an overmatched Sunbelt Conference foe, but uh, uh, there's no denying that this uh, freshman quarterback has earned a shot as a starter and, of course, he's going to get his baptism by fire in Jordan-Harris Stadium this week. He's definitely going to need to keep that LSU offensive engine purring this weekend against this Auburn defense, an Auburn team that uh, is playing with revenge from last year. Uh, in terms of the Auburn offense, looks good. Nick Marshall looks good. Uh of course, uh, with the combination of Marshall and Gus Malzahn, they're seeking revenge. They wouldn't mind beating up on this LSU team. And under Harris's guidance, the LSU offense has the potential to be every bit as explosive as the one that Malzahn created here in Auburn. Mark, I see a final score somewhere in the range of Auburn 38 to 24, maybe Auburn 38 to 27, maybe even Auburn 38 to 28. Uh, either way, those all finished somewhere in the low to mid-60s. So at a line of uh, the current line, particularly at 56.5, we're going to lean it over. And as long as we can get in at somewhere under 58 points for our line, we do see this being a fairly high-scoring game. And uh, we'll definitely take a, a bite of that over in the LSU-Auburn game. Victor leans over the total in the LSU-Auburn matchup on Saturday Looks to see perhaps a high-scoring football game looking for value in the contest, perhaps the lean to the over, the way to go in that football game. Taking a look at the invading Tigers from LSU, they're going to start freshman quarterback Brandon Harris, who came in last week and lit up the scoreboard in an impressive effort last week for LSU. This will be, however, his first road start, if you will, first start overall and first road start in what would be, I think, self-described as a very tough venue, LSU 1-6 if you will, to the spread in playing after three straight home games in a row as they take out onto the road now. LSU also just 2-6 and six to the spread when they go against a Southeast Conference opponent that is seeking revenge. And that revenge just happens to be the only regular season loss that Auburn experienced last year when LSU took them down during the regular season. Les Miles, the head coach from LSU, not all that well when he takes on an undefeated team that resides inside the Southeast Conference in his career. He's just 7-15 and 15 straight up, 5-15-1 to the spread in this particular role. 1-12 straight up as a dog is Les Miles, meaning that he doesn't figure to win this football game. The question is, can he hang the number? For the Auburn Tigers in this football game, we mentioned that revenge from last football season, their only regular season loss. 
Auburn comes in 6-0 and to the spread the last six games they played with conference revenge on their mind. Auburn also 5-1 and to the spread as single-digit conference home favorites. I think the deciding factor for me in this football game is looking at head coach Gus Malzahn and what he's done in his career as a head coach in college football in conference games. Absolutely outstanding is Malzahn, 15-2 and straight up. 14-3 and three to the spread. I think revenge plays a big factor in this football game today. I'll stay at home with the Auburn Tigers for my side in this big Southeast Conference football game on Saturday. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to share with you our National Football League game of the week. And we've got a dandy on tap inside the AFC when the Baltimore Ravens invade Indianapolis to take on Andrew Locke and the Colts. We'll be back with that breakdown in just a minute here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. This football season, go where the wise guys go for all their winning information. Playbook.com website. If accurate, exclusive winning information is important to you, it's important you make Playbook.com your one-stop source for all your football information this season. Whether it's downloading a weekly copy of the Playbook Football Newsletter, selecting guaranteed best bets or free picks from the world-famous Playbook Experts Handicappers, or checking lines and scores, Playbook.com has it all. And make it your inside source this football season for exclusive information not found anywhere on the web. Get every edge imaginable at Playbook.com, where winners go for winners. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this week's National Football League and College Football Cards. It's time for our National Football League Game of the Week. And we've got, like I say, a dandy inside the AFC Conference when Indianapolis plays host to the Baltimore Ravens. Victor, this is a matchup of what you might call two carpetbagger teams that switched cities back maybe a couple of decades ago. But the bottom line, they're still two very good football teams as they take the field this Sunday. Your take on the Ravens and the Colts. The over-underline open at 47 has already gone up a full point, and we like the over-market. In fact, the, I'm very, very glad that you chose this as our NFL game of the week, as it's also the lead play in this week's totals tip sheet. And it's a game that we're going to be using as our free play as well over the total. Now, I know we uh, dropped the ball a little bit with last week's play. You can at least take solace in the fact that the under was indeed the correct side in this uh, Patriots-Chiefs game. After all, the score is, what, 7-0 after one quarter. At the half, it was 17-0. All we basically needed in that game was, uh, you know, Kansas City to run the ball for the rest of the game. Now, what we didn't anticipate is Tom Brady turning the ball over left and right, throwing a pick six. So, yeah, the under was the right side, but this happens sometimes in gambling, folks. You're on the right side, because, but because of some freaky and fluky things, uh, you don't necessarily bring home the bacon. And, again, I would play that game under in a heartbeat. But we're talking about the Ravens and Colts here, and we've got two of the NFL's top six offensive teams are going to have at it. Beautiful indoors, controlled environment. Of course, Indianapolis has scored 41 and 44 points in their last two games. They put up 498 and 529 offensive yards. And in fact, 393 and 385 passing yards to boot. And it's definitely about time that we grab a piece of that Indianapolis over action as they have started the season 4-0 and over under. 
Meanwhile, Baltimore, of course, they just exploded for 454 offensive yards in that big home win against the Carolina Panthers. And it looks like a shootout is in order, especially knowing that both teams on defense are allowing more than 250 passing yards per game. And this is a great week for overs in the AFC Conference when both teams come in off a straight-up and win 90% overs since 2003. That's Game 5 AFC home favorites off a win like the Colts against a fellow AFC opponent also off a win like Baltimore. Uh, Of course, uh, we also know that the the Colts are coming in off dominating wins in their last two games, division wins against Tennessee and Jacksonville. This has gone 6-0 to the over since 1994. Non-division favorites of less than 10 off back-to-back division wins of 20 or more points each. That is the case for the Colts. And uh, they got a Thursday game coming up next week against the Houston Texans. This has been a pretty good over situation. It's gone 9-1 to the over in the last five years. All NFL home favorites before a Thursday game when the uh, over-under line is 47 or more points. Uh, so, of course, uh, we got current form of gunslinger quarterbacks, Andrew Luck and Joe Flacco. Check. Very, very good. In fact, in total QBR rating, this is the only matchup this week in which we have two quarterbacks ranked in the top nine or better facing off against each other. That would be Andrew Luck ranked number five in total QBR and Flacco ranked number uh, 10 in QBR. So, Mark, uh, you're going to want to get your play in early. The line has already risen a full point. We're going over the total. It's a three-star play in the totals tip sheet. Baltimore and Indianapolis over the total on Sunday afternoon. Victor King looks for the Ravens and the Colts to fly over the total Sunday in the big showdown game between Baltimore and Indianapolis. Talk about bad series history here. Baltimore comes into this football game having lost the money six straight games in a row against Indianapolis during the regular season. However, coming into this football game, they bring a better team to the table this game than they have in the past. Taking a look at the Ravens coming into this football contest, about 8-1 and to the spread when they're on the road off a road game when they're taking on a 500 or better non-division opponent. Quarterback Joe Flacco, who remains remains to fly under the radar, this is a quarterback that doesn't get a lot of respect, despite the fact, I should say, that he has a Super Bowl ring and he's a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback. He's 30-16 and 16 to the spread in non-division games against 500 or better opponents. On the flip side, his counterpart, Andrew Luck, is having an MVP-like type season here. He leads the clubhouse right now, I'd say, in that voting with 1,305 passing yards in the season, 13 touchdown passes. Quite a season to start for Andrew Luck this 2014 campaign. Luck is also, how about take a look against good quality football teams. This is where I think he meets his Waterloo. He takes away, beats up, salts down these poor football teams. But when he goes up against 600 or better opponents in his career in the National Football League, Andrew Luck, just 6-8 and eight straight up and against the spread. And in fact, in those 14 games, he's been favored two times against 600 or better teams as the favorite. He's lost straight up into the spread both of those football contests. Indianapolis just 2-8 and eight to the spread when they've been home favored off a previous home game. And I think looking at this contest here, you're taking a look here about in this game here, the Baltimore Ravens coming into this contest have held two of their last three opponents to season-low yards this football season here. And I think other than only their loss to Cincinnati this football season here, you take a look at what they've done. Other than that, they've gone 3-0 and straight up and 
against the spread and in the stats. So other than that season opening loss to Cincinnati, Baltimore has really put the Ray Rice garbage in the back burner here and has really focused themselves. I think they're using that as a driving force for this football team this year. I'm going to play Baltimore plus the points against Indianapolis for my take on this NFL football game on Sunday. And with that, it's time for us to hop out to Las Vegas as we check in with Dave Tooley to find out what's going on in Las Vegas this week. Dave, I know it's been a hectic week for you, ESPN.com columnist. Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com. Dave, how are you finding everything going this 2014 football season? It's been uh, kind of a back-and-forth uh, roller coaster ride in the NFL. Um, but I've actually been doing better in the colleges uh, so far this year, and uh which uh, is a shame because more of my uh, public picks have, are out there in the NFL. So it's uh, one of those situations. But uh, overall, uh, still doing good. I mean, I'm you know 50-50 in NFL and <clears throat> hoping to uh, hit my stride here in the middle of the season. Dave, how, speaking about the NFL, how's things going in the Superbook contest? I know it looks like uh, not quite as choppy as it was last year. Uh, how was last week overall? Was it a good week, bad week for the contestants in the Superbook contest? The overall consensus went uh, six and six. Uh, there was thirteen games, and the Oakland Miami game had uh, one hundred and eighty nine people picking both sides. <laughs> so <laughs> that uh, was a split there as well. Uh, the top five consensus was three and two last week, so that's uh, thirteen and seven for the top five, sixty five percent, much better than the really slow starts that came uh, last year. But uh, there's three people leading at uh, seventeen and three. And another 14 people at 16 and four. So, you know, this is uh, the stretch where we're going to see, you know, start to see some separation up top. Yeah, I think the separation is going to happen here, especially as we now get into uh, past month of October. We've got September behind us, and I think the field will be in, end up getting tighter and tighter here. I believe, Victor. I know you got a question you want to run by Dave this week on the football show as well. Yeah, I just wanted to get Dave's impression on uh, NFL results over the weekend. Uh, it appeared that the afternoon was a great time for the um, uh, squares, Joe Public, whatever you want to call them, as I believe the favorites went 5-2 and two in the afternoon kickoff games. But, Dave, I would imagine that the books got some of that back, if not all of it, with the home underdogs winning outright on both Sunday night and Monday night. Right, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I usually call those early games the morning games uh, here, here in Vegas. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I was, I was back at uh, ESPN headquarters for uh, some orientation, some meetings over the weekend, so I actually got to watch the Sunday games there in the, in the war room with a lot of the, the TV personalities at cool. ESPN. But, yeah, there was uh, yeah, the, the early games, you know, whether you call them uh, morning or afternoon, <laughs> uh, they uh, – um, yeah, Chris Berman was there, and uh, he was talking about how the Buccaneers was the only upset in the morning. And I, I went to talk, talk to him, and I, I pointed out that the uh, the Lions, I mean, the Jets actually closed as the favorite against the Lions, one and a half point favorite. So you know, technically, the uh, the, the Lions were also an upset in the morning. But but yeah, like you said, uh, the underdogs were were barking later for the week. Uh, favorites ended up uh, just seven and six against the spread. Uh, the overs were. Uh, the side to be on for the most part, uh, 10 and 3. That's what Victor had mentioned earlier in the show. Overs flying 10 and 3 to the over here. It could be uh, a precursor of what might happen throughout the month of October. And Dave, looking over the National Football League card this week, do you see any value as far as uh, the underdogs go? And if you do, your complimentary play on the show this week. The line losers just in the few. Dallas Cowboys were minus 3 in the advanced numbers. 
got put up at three and a half on Sunday, and then that number's up to five and a half, even starting to see some sixes there. So a lot of people are getting back on the, the Cowboys bandwagon. Uh, San Francisco 49ers were a seven-point favorite uh, in the advanced line against the Chiefs. Most places uh, that put up the line on Sunday night went up for seven and a half, but then after watching the Chiefs beat the Patriots, they were seeing that number down to down to six. Um, and then speaking of the Patriots, uh, they were a three-point favorite against the Bengals for the Sunday night game. And uh, after Monday night, uh, they, that's been flipped to where we're now seeing mostly Bengals minus one. Uh, the the game I'm looking at for uh, my, my play of the week, uh, yeah, last week I had the Eagles, and so yeah, depending on what number you got there, um, with them losing by five, if you get, I got the plus five and a half in the Super Contest, I won that, but you know, most people just got the plus five for the push, and obviously plus four and a half uh, fell just short. So always got a shot for the best number, but the number the game I'm looking at this week is uh, the Atlanta Falcons against the New York Giants. Uh, Giants obviously have you know, turned their season around after looking like one of the worst teams in the league the first two weeks, but uh, I don't think they're as good as they've shown the last the last two weeks. Um, we obviously have some people jumping off the Falcons bandwagon with that loss to the Vikings, but uh, I think I think the Falcons match up very well. The Giants can go in there and uh, getting plus four I think is a good value in this uh, top turvy team where we do see uh, teams reversing form all the time. Dave Tooley on the Atlanta Falcons this week. He loves the fact that Mike Smith bounces back off big losses, 16-3 and of the spread off a loss of eight or more. Dave on the Atlanta Falcons, plus the points against the New York Giants this week. Dave, I'm going to wish you the very best of luck this week. We're going to look forward to visiting with you once again next week. And thanks for visiting us here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. I agree. Thanks. Good luck, everybody. That was Dave Tooley joining us live from Las Vegas as we got the view from Vegas. Don't you go away when Dicker and I come back. We're going to close out the final segment of the show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week and our complimentary plays when we come back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Imagine getting up to $900 in free plays bonuses on every qualified deposit. Use your Visa, MasterCard, or even American Express. Only at BetOnline. Because you can. Your side failed to score? Use your shutout bailout card and get your bet back. Only at BetOnline. Because you can. Your side given up by halftime? Use your halftime surrender card. Get half of your bet back. Only at BetOnline. Because you can. And remember, you get bonus on every deposit. That's the lifetime bonus guarantee. Only from BetOnline. Because you can. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week in the National Football League this week, and we simply call it Ugly Puppy. What we're looking to do is to plan any NFL winless underdog in game five of the season if they're off a double-digit loss and are playing with revenge. These 0-4 winless underdogs in Game 5 that are off that double-digit defeat-seeking revenge have gone 20 wins, 6 losses, and 2 ties to the spread. That's 26-2. and two. That's a 76% winning angle. Our play on the ugly puppy this Sunday will be none other than the Jacksonville Jaguars when they host the stumbling Pittsburgh Steelers. And with that, it's time for our complimentary plays in the football show this week. Victor King from King Creel Sports will share with you his complimentary play. And, Victor, if you would, let our listeners know what you've got on tap this week at King Creel Sports. 
Absolutely, Mark. Of course, our free play this week, we did cover it in the NFL segment. It's going to be the Ravens and the Colts over the total. Uh, now, in terms of promos, we did have a totals triple play last Saturday in college football. Turned a nice profit with that card. Uh, over winners, Louisiana Tech and Auburn over the total, and North Carolina Clemson over the total. And we're going to post another one of these totals triple plays in college football. It'll be up on the playbook.com website on Thursday evening. And one final uh, over-under observation, if I may. Uh, we can't help but notice that the NFL primetime games, that's the Thursday night game, Sunday night game, Monday night game, have gone an amazing 11-2 and over-under this season. That's 11 overs two unders in these nighttime games. Amazing in the fact that the, the, the OU oddsmakers, they usually set the bar high for these nationally televised games in the first place, given the public's tendency to bet over in these TV games. Uh, despite that fact, these games have still gone over the total at an 85% clip thus far. Now, this can't possibly continue, can it? Or maybe we have found a new over situation to ride for this year, similar to the AFC-NFC pattern of last season. But with that said, the Thursday night game this week, Minnesota-Green Bay. For some reason, the over-under line opened at 49, and it's come down a full point and a half to 47 and a half. Now, that's a little surprising given the fact that, what, Green Bay scored 38 points last week and Minnesota scored 41 points last week. So why is the – what is the reason for that line going down? Uh, I've got one word for you, weather. It's going to be a nasty night in Lambeau Field on Thursday night. We're talking major showers, chance of precipitation 90%, and wind gusts higher than 20 miles per hour. That's the reason that the over-under line has gone so low in this game. So if you're thinking of riding that NFL primetime over pattern, I would think twice in regards to this game. I'm not saying to go the other way, but just keep in mind that the weather in Green Bay is going to be nasty on Thursday night. Green Green Bay Packer, nasty weather Victor's looking for in this football game here. That could look to bell you in the football game. And be sure to join Victor King this week for his big games he's got on tap this particular week his four-star underdog best bet goes this week as well you can get it all online from king creel sports at playbook.com before i get to my complimentary play on the football show this week i'm going to let you know that my college football false favorite game of the month will kick off this saturday these are dogs that we see in a role of underdog that we feel perhaps arguably could have been the favorite in the football game. These plays have gone 33-11 and 11 for us since 1990. Quite popular, our college football falls favorite game of the month. And it couldn't come at a better time as we're off our five-star college football game of the month winner last Saturday with Washington Huskies. It's all part of another $99 football weekend of winners. Or, better yet, you can join me for our five-star October Rama, where you'll get every one of my college and NFL football plays throughout the month of October, plus, as a free bonus, all of our Major League Baseball playoff selections. To take advantage, call me toll-free now to get on board for either the $99 Football Weekend of Winners or the five-star October Rama at 1-800-321-7777, or you can log on to the website now to join me at playbook.com. My complimentary call on Saturday's college football card, we're going to stay inside the Big 12 Conference where the Texas Longhorns play host to the Baylor Bears in this football game. As you look at this contest here, here comes Big Bad Baylor into the football game. But when we go into our database, we break down the Baylor Bears, more specifically head coach Art Bryles in his career as a college football head coach. Bryles is just 10-30 and 30 straight up on the road 
when he's taken on 500 or better football teams with only two wins in those 40 football games by more than 10 points. On the flip side, you've got the Texas Longhorns under defensively stout head coach Charlie Strong. And we note that, that we go back and look at the Texas Longhorns as a home dog in games in which they've been allowing 21 or fewer points. It's only happened seven times dating back to 1980. They've gone six and one to the spread in those particular roles. And speaking about home dogs and the Texas Longhorns, this is the biggest home dog they've been in our database since 1980. And in fact, the largest amount of points they took was nine and a half points back in 1999 when they hosted Nebraska. They just happened to win that football game straight up as well. Look at the Texas Longhorns in Austin. In their last 199 home games, they've lost by more than 10 points only 24 times. There's also an outstanding angle inside the game to back home underdogs in college football that are off shutout wins, as Texas is when they blanked Kansas and led to the ultimate firing of Charlie Weiss last week. With that, we'll stay at home and grab the points with the Texas Longhorns against the Baylor Bears for my complimentary call on the football show this Saturday. For Victor King from King Creole Sports, Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always. <laughs> 